are older than time. The Joe Drell Bank Pulsar 1953 ticks without running down, is hanging in constellation Cygnus, 1,000 light years away in a cold, cold timelessness. A cave of blue. 1920, 21, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. My 95-year-old dad, Richard, hanging out in the cave, as it were, of his assisted living community, seems to have no trouble filling his time while in lockdown during the coronavirus pandemic. Between rereading his favorite author, pinching dead leaves off his many plants, and exercising with my sister Johanna on Zoom. Thank you, Dad. This keeps me going for the week, kiddo. He never seems bored or restless. This is Margaret Pothig, and in this series called Keeping Dad Alive, I'm recording conversations between Dad and his five kids. Today, he's brought a poem to the call with Johanna, reading it aloud, as he likes to do. The poem, titled Star with a Secret, is by American anthropologist and natural science writer Lauren Isley. It's about a pulsar. Having seemingly outlasted the present universe, a survivor of the universe before, a pulsar is the remnant of a massive supernova explosion. It is the definition of a survivor. Four, five, six, seven, eight. We moved our dad to assisted living after he had a series of falls. He ended up in the emergency room after the third fall, where they discovered subdural hematomas, bleeding on both sides of the brain. The doctors told us his prognosis was not good, and they recommended surgery, but Dad refused. 20. That was good. A pulsar gets its name from pulsing radio waves, first detected in 1967 by astronomers at an observatory on Earth. We cannot reach it. Joe Drell Bank and the Great Cup at Arcebo can only count its heartbeat and know it is not like men or anything mortal, even stars in the present universe. Our mortal dad survived. He spent a month in rehab, relearning how to walk, how to write his name, and how to use utensils. We moved him near my brother to a residential community where he refuses the additional assisted living services. Before long, he was back on the computer, emailing, and stalking us on Facebook. But when the coronavirus pandemic hit, we worried that his physical and emotional condition would deteriorate. Lucky for us all, Dad was able to navigate Zoom, a lifeline of communication, and Johanna took advantage. I always used to try to get you to exercise, remember, when you were younger? Yeah. Um, but you guys never did. Now that you finally got to me. You finally, <laughs> it took you all those years to get to me. In my old years, you, you got me going on it. I got you going. Johanna is a multimedia artist, performer, and writer. Listening to the conversation between Johanna and Dad, I admire how they're on the same wavelength while exploring multiple planes of our existence. On one hand, you know, we, we let our minds and, and our spirits expand. And on the other hand, okay, we have to get into our bodies, Ten. you know, our physicality. That's, that's our instrument of our life right now. Inhale, three. If immortality is to outlast two universes collapsing in and their renewal 
then this creature in the constellation Cygnus is the terrible eye of all the past, surveying ruin undreamt of, fixed on universes yet to be. Man, a brief flicker between two darknesses has found him out in the blue, inscrutable cavern of fire. So you're in that apartment by yourself, and I think this is something for everybody who's taking the COVID seriously, that we can't touch each other unless you're in a couple or, or a pod. How hard is that on you? Well, let me just say, well, you, you hit upon something. To be able to hug and hold is really something which I keep thinking about, okay? It hurts not to be able to have that closeness because you've had it for 66 years. As you know, I miss your mother very much. Our mother Eunice died two years ago at the age of 88. It's just hard not to have mom. But she's still with us, Dad. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. From old photos, you can tell that Johanna is kin to our dad's mother, Henrietta Scholzel. Tall and long-legged, like dad, they both love dressing up in costumes and, by all accounts, being the life of the party. Henny contracted tuberculosis before she met our grandfather, Ernest. They got married and had children anyway, Richie and Erna. Henny died at a hospital in the Bronx in 1946 when my dad was 21 and Aunt Erna was 12. Because your mom had tuberculosis and couldn't really be physical with you, I remember you saying that to us, and because you were so intellectually engaged and, and, and cognitively there, even at 95, you are able to, to sustain yourself ultimately, you know, where other people might be getting even very depressed from the isolation. One of the things that heartens me, the reason I can make it, the reason I can make it, is that as I look at your mother's picture that I have, and I think of the five times she had to go through labor, when somebody is in somebody else's womb for nine months, they must pass on to that person some part of themselves. They had to. So I look at each of you and I say, that's part of you, miss. But no one dares ask or be answered in human terms. How many times the play has been repeated? What is at work in the universe that made Dad pick this poem to read to us today about a dense object formed from the wreckage of a star spinning, emitting radio waves from deep space for billions of years? It is a star with a secret unyielded, not to the finite nor reveals what hand placed it there in the cool, impenetrable cave. He understands nature so well, and, and he writes about it so well. It really is who we are, where we came from. Where we came from and who we are. What our future may or may not be. And we have to somehow balance the machinations and this theater of our politics and our social life with the bigger picture of where we really are. Mm. And if it's in the small plants and, and all of that. So let's be our plants today. Let's start with hugging our tree. 
Let's hug the tree. I want to hug the tree today. Let's hug the tree. We're going to sit back and we're going to like engage our underarms, that muscle there. Drop your shoulders down. Now bring our arms around and then we let our fingers touch. Are you hugging your tree? Yeah, I'm hugging. I'm hugging. I'm hugging. Let's take a big breath in. Let's breathe in. Let's open our arms. Oh, breathe in. Oh. The music in this story is the piece Invention Number no. 1 by the composer and performer Chris Brown. You can find him at cbmuse.com, used with permission.